1: celebrate
2: hey everyone before we get into today's pod i want to tell you about blue wire hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So... Whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Again, that's bwhustle.com slash join.
3: Andy Lou, we just watched
1: Damian Lee hit a game winner. Everything's fine. Championship's still on. (laughs) Everything is fine. Everything's fine. That was – I knew Steph wasn't going to shoot that three. Was there there a doubt? Like, there there was no chance that the Bulls were going to allow him to shoot the three. I also thought it was pretty funny because I thought if Kelly Oubre, for some reason – or Andrew Wiggins or someone else had gotten the ball. There was also no way they would pass the ball. And that's kind of what happened with Damian Lee. At least they gave it to the guy who can shoot a shot, right? Like the second best shot on I was
3: um, – That's great. Well, he was inbounding. He threw it to Looney who gave him a dribble handoff.
1: But uh, um,
3: <laughs> so I was – uh, I think, it to I, think the I texted you. I was, I was joking. I'm like, watch Ubra hit his first
1: three right now. <laughs> um, well, he uh, had a shot there, you know, like like he's about had a lot 40, of open, open shots. Okay, all right, but about forty seconds before that, he had he had an open corner one, and he kind of kind of clacked that one. But yeah, that was a was, cool ending. I was gonna say um,
3: the reason I didn't think Steph was gonna take the shot was I don't think there's anyone who knows how to pass the ball. Yeah, so I mean, we can go a lot of places on this. So we're recording Sunday night after the Warriors beat the Bulls, the lowly Bulls. Um. Well, the lowly Warriors too. So. <laughs> Uh, They are one and two. They are playing Detroit on Tuesday. And I feel like we probably have to start on Draymond Green, right? Draymond Green and Marquise Chris. So, um, at this point, you know, they don't look good. There's no way for you and I to sugarcoat it. We'll get into the details later. But it would be irresponsible to not mention that the second best player isn't playing and they just lost Marquise Chris for
1: the season. I can't tell if – okay, we'll start with Draymond. I can't tell if it's his foot. I can't tell if it's COVID. I can't tell if he's out of shape. He doesn't look fat anymore. So, I can't tell if he doesn't want to play on the team, wearing a clutch shirt on the bench. I can't, I can't actually, tell what it is. I mean, so this is pure speculation. I think it's
3: COVID precaution. Um, and I was debating whether I should put this on the pod, but like what? So, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, the reason I think that is because Draymond specifically said, I have to get my wind back. He can't stop talking about how um, good he feels physically and how excited he is to play. Even if you watch this game, I saw a guy who was like fairly excited for his teammates, like clutch sweater aside, he was pretty excited for his teammates. I get the feeling. You know, you can, you can argue over whatever, but I think he wants to play. I think he's excited to just see what happens if he gets out there. And, um, you know, we've seen him be interviewed twice on Zoom. Both times he had a gnarly cough. Sure. And, I, you know, I, I'm obviously playing armchair doctor here, but I'm getting the impression that the Warriors just don't want to take a risk that he might have any lingering effects. And if that's the case, you know what? you can't blame anyone for that. Like the last thing you need is a player collapsing because they came back too soon. Sure. Yeah. But but who knows, you know, that's like I said, that's me speculating. That's not sourced. That's I, I don't know anything. I'm just guessing that, that they're slow playing it because of that reason, because I truly believe if he was, if it was an issue of him not being in shape, why wouldn't you just play him twenty minutes? Yeah, right. James Harden's like, out there hooping. Yeah. You know? Oh God, that was amazing. But uh, yeah, why wouldn't you just play him like half his minutes and slowly let him ramp it up?
1: Yeah. No, that that's fair. I think the only uh, uh, the only thing is like if you are like how how badly could he be? that he can't catch his win. Like, I, I just don't like, is he going to be ready? Does that, is he magically going to be ready to go in, on the homestand where they have to play Portland twice? So is he going to sit back to back? Right. Um, if you're going to come back and play, you might as well come back and play against shitty teams like the bulls and, and the pistons, um, which he's not going to play. It looks like on, on uh Tuesday either. Yeah. And, they already uh, said they've that. Got a, Yeah. So I don't know. I I think either way, you know, it is what it is at this point. He comes back, he comes back. doesn't, he doesn't, I don't even like, I don't even know if he'll come back in the next week. Plus like I'd, I'd be, I'd be surprised at this point. They're not, they're not saying that he's coming back, Sam. They're just saying that he's out, which, which is kind of a difference.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still don't even feel Maybe we get traded. I don't even feel comfortable. Maybe we get projecting. traded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just – it doesn't – you know, I, I'm getting positive vibes from the whole situation in wow. terms of his desire to play. So, I really think wow. it's something – you know, the Warriors who have watched KD tear his Achilles, Clay tear his ACL, Clay tear his Achilles, Marquise Chris break his fibula, Steph Curry break his hand. At this point, I don't think that they're in a mood to rush anyone back. So, you know, whatever it is,
1: I do think it's just a
3: precautionary
1: thing. So the transition to Marquise Chris's broken leg is that was pretty tough. Looked like I was a practice injury on an alley oop. Um, seemed like one of the things where I like. What can you even say at that point? First of all, Marquise Chris was has played better than Looney, and I would say may have even closed. Have yeah, maybe even clo- maybe won't wouldn't have closed tonight's game. But like, I'm watching Looney out there tonight, Sam, and I'm like, uh, what does he really do well outside of like, even if he, even if he knows to get to the place, on time, intelligent. Even, <laughs> but even if he knows, but even if he knows, he's not getting there. How many times tonight did he foul guys just because like he was kind of there but not really there, so he would just end up fouling someone? It's not like he's a great rebounder. It's not like he's getting like. 10 15 rebounds per 36. I mean, he's only playing because he's smart and because they don't want to adjust the offense,
3: really. Right. It
1: reminds me of myself. That's why I don't like watching him so much right now. It's like, man, he just, James Wiseman now, like, he was awful defensively tonight, right? Like, he had no idea where he was going to be. And we knew Um, that, we knew that was coming. So uh, they kind of had to put him out there. You're not going to throw Pasco out there. So that's another thing where with Draymond, it's like, if well, yeah, they, back, they, right? there's really
3: only two center <laughs> options at this
1: point. <laughs> that, that's it. And so it's like that. So it's like, you can't, if you bring Draymond back, then what they'd probably have to do if they wanted to win tonight is they'd probably have to have Draymond, play Draymond at like 20 minutes at center, um, which is probably what you don't want to do if someone's having breathing issues.
3: Yeah. Or any issue. Like even if it is a foot issue. You know, you don't want to play him that. So, we we should note this. The Warriors are playing Tuesday against Detroit, and then they don't play again until Friday. So, who knows? Maybe he'll play Friday. Maybe everything I'm projecting isn't correct. Maybe he, uh, you know, a week will be all he needs. He is practicing. He is is running in practice. I have a hard – the more I think about it, maybe it isn't what I think it is. Maybe I'm I'm a little paranoid because we're in month nine of lockdown. And, you know what, guys, just forgive me because – this stuff gets hard after a while.
1: Sam, Sam, just Pelotons all day. Doesn't leave the house. Just feeling insane. He's got cabin fever. He Has no idea what's going on. Doesn't even know it's <laughs> December, January, April. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all the same. Um, all
3: right, let's uh, let's get into it. So the Warriors have played three games. The first two were just no, all three were disgusting. But, um, <laughs> the first two, they got royally destroyed, and they couldn't hit a shot. Tonight, they shot decent from three. But couldn't do anything else really well. Um, I guess my question for you is: Where are you at with this team, and what should I we start? be? Where should we? Yeah, what should we be expecting
1: going forward? Okay. At least in in the micro, in like this this upcoming week, what are you hoping to see? You can do defense. I mean, i sorry, you can do offense, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the defensive side. I thought I think we did bold predictions like two weeks ago. I thought they'd be a top five defense. But then we were also cluing in that Draymond was gonna play. Right, right. He's kind of so, a big part of that. He's not playing, but still they seem to me like they're bottom of the half, like bottom half defense, like top 20 at best right now is where I'd put them. Um so I don't know if Draymond's gonna pump them 15 spots ahead uh, than they're at today, but they look awful. Um there was too much. Like if you talk about tonight, like, like, i don't know if you even want to throw the stuff against Katie and Kyrie. And then, and then Giannis where it's like and Chris Middleton, when it's like, I mean, those guys are going to destroy, but if you're leaving Larry Mark in an open in transition, where just, nobody's picking them up just because they have no, no, they have no idea where to go on, on the defensive floor. Like that's the type of shit where you're like, I called it little league basketball. They honestly look like they're playing little league basketball tonight. Uh, there were times where they threw out a zone in a full court press. Sam, you know who what kind of teams play zones in full court presses? Teams that are like twenty point underdogs, right? And not as, <laughs> as athletic <laughs> as the other team. Like those are the teams that play the, those type of like they're playing gimmick style stuff. Um, yeah, it is gimmick.
3: We, we made fun of the Raptors for playing a box and one against Steph because it's a
1: gimmick. The Warriors are playing gimmick defense, but like that's that's fine. They're also doing it like the entire second half, and then it's even worse. Because, I, like, I'm fine with the adjustment, but it is gimmicky. But it's even worse when Brad Wanamaker and Kelly Uber are getting steals, Sam, and then they're not converting, right? They're, like, going to the hole on the other end and turning it back throw over. A, like, what is this? I threw out a tweet.
3: Um, what are we watching? Did they did they uh, smoke more layups <laughs> or airball more jump shots? I'm not sure, but there are way too many of both. Uh, that. At, at this point, they're an unserious team. Like, they're not going anywhere if this is what we're seeing. Now, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a little longer because short camp um, and Draymond out and a few other factors. But at the same time, I'm watching other teams, and they don't look as challenged as the Warriors do. There's no other way around it. Like, they, everyone looks like it's early season, but they don't look as challenged as the Warriors do. Uh, the Warriors did have 17 steals tonight, which feels absurd. The, and, um, and
1: It looked like there were 17 steals. Like the Bulls were terrible tonight. The yeah, it awful. did seem like the awful. Bulls had
3: a hard time getting the ball across half court for a while.
0: <laughs> Miserable.
3: And um, all it looked like the Warriors had almost as hard a time finishing a layup. So, I or mean, shooting a shot, or shooting any shot, any yeah, basketball I mean, shot. It was. I don't know where to start. This team, like, I don't feel confident in them in any way. But
1: um, okay, let, let let's start. Let's let's stick on the defensive side. Then we'll okay, move yeah. on the offensive side. Yeah,
3: we'll, we'll stick. There. I do I actually mean, think. Um, Part of the defensive issues are is the historically bad shooting, though. I mean, I don't even want to rip Kelly Oubre because you feel bad for him. Who shoots this bad? He's not this bad a shooter. I've watched him play in the past. He's an inconsistent shooter, but he's not a terrible shooter. He's currently unable to hit a jump shot. I think he's still not hit a jump shot, only dunks. And, you know, like... It, I, I, you can see the pressing happening. You can see Wiggins pressing. You can see Oubre pressing. I, I feel like everything gets a little calmer once they start shooting their normal percentages. You know, if you hit your normal shots and then you have a bad shooting game, you move on to the next one. But if you start a season unable to hit a shot, you start pressing heavily. Yeah, Particularly yeah. particularly if on a team with expectations and on national TV. Like, I, I mean, Kelly Oubre on the Suns, was not subjected to Nick Wright. He was not subjected to Stephen A. Smith. He wasn't, you know? But because the Warriors have Steph Curry and the Warriors matter, now it's like they have a terrible game and it's like, ooh, Kelly Oubre can't make a shot. What's going on? He's
1: making $85 million. No, I I hear you. I'm with you on that. Which is, I kind of threw away the first two games. Like, they look like shit. But it, it felt to me that, like, it was, it was a snowball effect, right? It was just after a quarter or two, you can see. Like, I think Kelly Oubre has a guy who has high confidence. Um, and you can see that he's rattled out there. Like, he's absolutely rattled out there. And, and I feel for the guy. Andrew Wiggins, you just know he's soft. So, he's going to get rattled <laughs> after. Like, you just know. But, but Sam, Andrew Wiggins was good tonight. Right? Like, he was I will take. I will take six, good.
3: Fr- I'll take six free throws and two threes from Wiggins. Yeah, he was I'll good tonight. I'll take four assists and zero turnovers. Like, yeah. I'll take nine rebounds. Honestly it was good i will take this wiggins game this is <laughs> if you can promise me 19 four nine with reasonable efficiency from wiggins
1: i will be a happy man because i he's do sin- not think that will happen all yeah no not again <laughs> two more weeks two weeks later he's gonna throw it out again but like he he, you got to the hole he was aggressive he didn't really four shots to a couple of mid-range shots but they're fine they're relatively open um he's yeah, gonna it, like you he's not gonna not take mid-range live shots. with him yeah, you you, you got to live with them if if the the good stuff is coming with it. I think Ubre defensively, I will say yes, he's not like defensively I think he's giving the effort, like a bunch of steals, right? Like he's trying really hard. Slapping also, in the floor, diving. Sla- <laughs> like he's playing like a white guy it's fantastic they they Uh, really are a college team they, they really feels that way except they have some athleticism i think defensively they also like the biggest part the biggest and this is everyone is they don't know where to be like it's honestly kind of a bad thing if steph is the guy defensively that knows where he needs to be like steph should not be the guy like he doesn't matter enough defensively so he's the guy that knows where to be and then you've got you know you've got Wiggins, Ubre, who are just running around. Damian Lee, who's the vet, he's just running around on defense. So I think he just I think he just pinballs between guys and just gets mad at rest. Wiseman, again, doesn't know where he's going. Uh Pascal played the five tonight. Pascal played the five tonight. Wasn't great, but like you can see that's how he can score. Like, I think that's probably the, I mean, best. That's, isn't the isn't that, isn't thing that he can of, do. Isn't
3: that kind of what he is? Like you space the floor, he can get his body into guys in space and just get yeah, because yep. he's not big, he's not finishing over guys. He he just has to use angles and muscle. So I mean, yeah, if you're asking him to finish inside with Anthony Davis and Marcus or and Marcus sitting there, yeah, he's probably gonna get packed. But if you space the floor around him, which I don't know if they can, and let him just take someone with an angle, he's gonna probably finish
1: it or get free throws. So let's get it into turns this.
3: out spacing matters.
1: <laughs> okay. Perfect. I weigh it again. Uh, Steve Kerr's offense. What did you think tonight? What did you think across the first three games even?
3: How much time we got?
1: (laughs) I mean, the pod just started.
3: I mean, so here's my thought on (coughs) Steve Kerr. I think it's unfair to judge the team based off of games without Draymond and just three games at the beginning of the season. But it's also unfair to not notice how – underprepared they look compared to the rest of the teams in the league I'm watching the Minnesota Timberwolves the Sacramento Kings the Phoenix Suns Uh, these are all teams in which who Warriors management kind of has an ego and thinks they're better than they look a lot more organized they look more put together than the Warriors and I don't know if that's Steve Kerr I don't know if that's Bob Myers I don't know what that is but and and I can get into my theories on it but like they look – the Warriors look like a team who's trying to do calculus when they haven't even mastered pre-algebra. And, and pre-algebra but, is good enough. They don't, yeah, need, they don't and, need to
1: master calculus. And
3: part of me – it's like one of the things about this Bulls game was it took Steph till the end of the third quarter to realize, dude – enough of this BS. I have to just force the issue. Thank it, you. it took him Thank till you. then to realize yes. he needs to go James Harden on these guys. And yep. even then he'd do that. He'd give the ball up and he wouldn't get the ball back. Like I tweeted a video of him raising his hands and clapping as Juan Toscano Anderson doesn't see him. And then he runs off a screen and sees Wiseman posting up and he's wide open. And I'm just like, all the cute off the ball stuff, which makes Steph right amazing, now. it is. It's all stuff that makes Steph better than James than James Harden and all these players. Is you can't if you can't if if you don't have guys who can find him, what's the point of it? You might as well just run Steph out of high pick and roll and live with the fact that you're not getting thirty percent of his game because at least you're getting
1: the other seventy percent. Him off ball while guys don't find him gets you literally nothing. I the the end of the first quarter. Kevon Looney getting the ball with eight seconds and driving to the hole after Steph had passed it to him was just I think everything you just said. Um, Let me read you a quote from Steve Kerr who it just came out uh, from Anthony I guess he asked a question offensively. I think we're starting to figure some things out. I know I'm starting to get a better feel for what we need to do how we need to play and then the question what would you say are things you need to you are starting to figure out offensively he says well I feel like I feel like really simplifying how much stuff we're running and what we're running. We've run certain stuff over the years, and there's been various groups of players who've been comfortable with a certain style. I think with this team, I'm finding we need to get more guys into high step ups and getting them downhill, spacing the floor. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. We shot 47 tonight. What we're trying to do is get more driving kick. We better we did a better job of that. So, Sam, throwing it back to you. Your th- <laughs>
3: I'm just confused why it took this long. Like, I'm looking at this roster, (laughs) and I'm wondering why anyone would think this team is capable of running the 2016 Warriors offense. Absolute joke. Like, I, I, and I'm saying this as someone who is really trying to call it as, as straight as possible. I like Kelly Oubre. He's going through a horrendous spell right now. Andrew Wiggins can do some things. Uh, not a lot of things, but he can do some things. Um, at no point do I define either of those players as guys I want to run the offense through on a consistent basis. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Eric Pascal, same thing. They're players who play better off of people and can maybe make an extra pass now and then. But, like, at no point am I confusing them for Iguodala, Draymond, Livingston,
1: guys who, like, the defining quality is, like, their point sure. guard level IQ. I- for me, it's it's what is what does Steve Kerr want to do here? Like he knows that Sam, we know he knows. He looks this like Steve Kerr is one of the smartest coaches in the league, right? He's gonna look at Brad Wanamaker, Eric Pasco, Ubri like you just said. and He knows immediately that these guys aren't Livingston and Negudala. So my question would be, why does he feel like he need to do that until tonight, right? Or until Steph tells him I need to get the ball, right? To me, that is just someone that either like one doesn't care. Or two just wants to do things his way, no matter what. I think even it's that. I think it's even sad. even at the detriment of his team. Now, if he had done the the if he had changed the style, he wouldn't have beat the Nets. He wouldn't have beat the Bucks, but certainly wouldn't have been a fucking game down to the second against the Chicago Bulls, right? At least not. At least I think we both agree on that, right? If he had just put the ball in Steph's hand in the beginning, like that's not a difficult concept. It's not. Like Mark Jackson, I can't believe I'm going to make this comp. Mark Jackson would have coached a better game tonight than Steve
3: Kerr. Like that's here's, how bad it is. Here's how I feel. Um, part of part of uh, Kerr's genius as a coach is the fact that his teams have layers and they can do more things on offense than just running a high pick and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. My thing is, I don't think he has a roster to do that, and tr- asking. Kelly Oubre, Juan Toscano-Anderson, these guys to make reads they're not comfortable making is going to get them in a confidence tailspin. How much of Oubre's lack of confidence is him overthinking? Like he's trying to do too much. You can. The guy clearly cares. The guy kind of wants yes. to do stuff. Now he's just in his own head, and he's an inconsistent shooter. So it's not like he's Clay Thompson, where it's like you know, yeah, or Steph, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, where it's like it doesn't matter. He, they like at no point is Steph like going to be sad if he if he misses five shots in a row. He's going to be like, oh man, do I not know how to shoot the ball? Like
1: he's he knows he knows how to shoot. And, the ball. and <laughs> guess what, Sam? We saw this. We saw this with Omri Caspi. We saw this right. with even Quinn Cook. We saw this with like guys that were like, I would, I would say Omri Kasmi is a much better shooter than Kelly Oubre.
3: Far better. Well, that goes without saying, Omri Kasmi shot 40% of the league yeah. for like multiple. Like he's a good shooter. And guess his, what? His disappearance is the weirdest thing of all time.
1: Yeah, but, but I think partly because he played on a team that really, I mean, again, he played with all superstars, but really on a team where it's like, it's a lot of pressure. to. And it's also, you're trying to do like, here, here's the route tree. It's like a wide receiver. Here's the route tree for DK Metcalf. Or at least what people thought when DK Metcalf was coming in the league, you we're going to run straight, go down the, f- go down the <laughs> field, right? Like that's it, and and he's a lot better than than that now. But like the route tree for for Warriors' offense is, you can do this if this doesn't happen, do this, and then you have three more options, and then three more there. Like like you said, it's calculus, right? So if you've got to, if you've got to think of eighteen things that you're doing on offense, versus let's look at Daniel House on the Rockets. You know what he does? He's two things that he does. He either drives to the hole, or he shoots a three. There's no thinking, right, right? Right. He just he just does two things. So I think it's like almost even a better focus. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. tonight shoot threes. I'm even looking at Kobe White, who's fine, but he's hitting step back threes. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> and yeah, an yeah. Open three. Like,
3: don't part even, of me yeah. is like, okay, so this is Steve being stubborn, and I don't think he gets enough heat for it. So, it's it's obnoxious because if it, you know, in my opinion, they should just be running. Steph pick and rolls with Wiseman and build off of that let guys get their confidence and try to expand the offense over time to be more than just pick and rolls like part of Mark Jackson's deficiencies as a head coach was he installed the ground layer he got them to defend he put the pick and roll offense in but they never evolved beyond that basic thing Steve Kerr comes in takes them to the next level they become unbeatable can Steve Kerr take a team that's flawed and just do the base layer stuff? Or is he just going to be like, well, they're not smart enough. So, you know, exactly. we we'll just take it up. Exactly. And that's where I'm like that, you know, there's layers in the NBA beyond this because I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm wondering at what point does Steph get frustrated and oh, think like frustrated. I need to play with oh, another frustrated. team, you know, like th- these are all things
1: I think about. So, Let's talk about it's Steph's fr- body language. I'm going to stop you there because oh, I want to, I want to, yeah, because that was something that <clears throat> I've never really seen before. Um, that's, that's something you don't, I think maybe well, we, can even go back frustrations. To Chris- we can
3: even go back to Christmas day. He took a, uh, LeBron like tone post game, mm-hmm. which is not like him to kind of be like, we need to win. We're not playing smart. We need to be better. He, he kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, you
1: know, kind of got up in people's ass a little bit there. My problem though with that, and I love it. I love that. I think he's right right now. My problem is you can't come out and then do what he did in the first half, which is is you, you can't, here's the thing. He passed, he passed, he he passed, he was trying to get everyone going. Yep. Anyhow, I think he had like four assists within the first like six minutes. So it was like, okay, that makes sense. But, he started to, like, he, he kept doing that. And then you had guys that don't know how to pass that didn't make the right plays. I started getting a little bit annoyed, but I was like, I mean, do you expect Kelly Ruby to suddenly figure making that play out? Like, you, you suddenly expect a guy who has low basketball IQ to suddenly, you know, become smart. Like, that's not going to happen. So for me, it's like, Seth, like, do what you did in the second half or even at the end of the third quarter. Do it in the beginning of the game. Like, what are we waiting for here? And that's something I think we got frustrated with a few years ago but it didn't matter as much because they had smart players that could compliment. They still won, but you can't do that anymore. He can't just say, if I get, do you think Kevin
3: Kevin Durant would just chill and just say, this is the real NBA as I pass to Uber breaking. No, I think that's a fair criticism. I think the right. I think that's fair criticism. Yeah. I think, um, Steph is, has a hard time. I don't want to say it's a hard time, but, um, he's trying to figure out the balance between taking over and being the good soldier. And in this game, he realized he needed to take over in late third. And the Bulls suck, so it barely worked. Against other teams, I don't think that's going to work. It might work against Detroit, but like Portland, who they play on Friday, and both you and I think Portland's overrated. Probably not as good as the hype, right? But, like, if they come out with the effort they had today, they're going to be down 20 in the middle I don't, of the third I don't, to I,
1: I don't know if it was the effort that that was it, or maybe. I mean,
3: it's just – sorry, effort. The style,
1: the, IQ. the scheme. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but you can't change that. You can, what, what can you do to change that thing outside of just – I mean, a couple of – actually, you know what? Before we get into it, Sam, before we get into it, a couple of reads. reads. before
3: let's Before we get to the reads, I want to bring this up one more thing. All right, so Steph had 9 free throws. He did not get to the line before the end of the third. So yeah. those 9 right. free throws right. came in his last 10 minutes of play. Um I don't think I think you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Um his usage rate went through the roof at the end of the game. And when his usage rate went through the roof, the Warriors got back into the game. What I'm saying is If he plays as passive as he did in the first half of the game, a team like Portland, who I would not put on Milwaukee or Brooklyn's tier, of course, but they're a playoff team probably. They're probably going to be up 15 points on the Warriors at halftime if Steph plays that passive. So what I'm getting at is they need to... I understand he wants to get people involved. I understand... He's looking bigger picture, and then there's probably also body preservation. I don't think Steph wants to kill himself, but uh, I don't think this team can can hang with that's, middle of the road teams yes. if he's playing decoy ball.
1: Yeah, look, like I, I I get what you're saying with the long term stuff, and so two things you mentioned the long per- term stuff and the body preservation. I don't think you're saying that like that's a smart way to go about it. Here's the other part. Here's the other side. Long term. You're not in the playoffs if you don't play that style of ball, and then body preservation. I mean, yeah, you could probably sit the last 20 games of the season if you're in the lottery, right? <laughs> like if you're going to keep playing. Like to me, it's like you either play the style and you try to make it postseason, or you don't. And if they tell me that, hey, Steph, you don't want to play that style, like that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Then go get Kate Cunningham. Like <laughs> keep, they do c- it. Keep go. keep contactless for Kuminga. <laughs> yeah. Get well. Look, look. Cat looks like he broke his hand tonight. So what? Well, you could, you'll probably get a top 10 pick. So go ahead and get. Get uh, get Jalen Johnson. Look, Wolves look feisty, man. Yeah, and well, well, with Cat out, that's well, they're probably going to win ten. Or how long he's that, right? So you know, B.J. Boston, his stock is dropping. That's another name, Sam. No more names than just the two guys. So, 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 get, get your guys, get your guys. You but what I'm saying is like you ha- if you think you're a team that's slightly above 500, which I think that they're probably going to be, you got to play that style because if you're going to like you said, keep doing what he's doing right now. You're going down against Portland where I think, like, the Warriors in Portland, probably the same level of talent, maybe a little bit less. But if you're playing the Rockets, you're playing Dallas, you're playing these teams that I think are struggling right now. I think, Steph, right I now think and we
3: are, both agree Steph is better than Dame and CJ.
1: And I think um, he's better than Harden. So it's like there are these things where it's like, dude, like, go out there and play.
2: But, but his, teams,
1: of, his team's not good enough for him to not show it. And even with Draymond, or, they need him to try. Or try like he's trying in a way that was successful three years ago, right? With those right. guys like, and I'm I don't think Sam you and you and I aren't saying that he's not able to play the style. It's right. You got you got to actually play that style. We literally saw today that he could do that easily. So got so to the, the hole, finish at all three levels. Like it's not hard for him. I want
3: to throw this out before we move to the break. Yeah, twenty five shots, nine free throw attempts, thirty six points in thirty six minutes. I think that's what his usage rate is going to have to be many nights. And I think he's going to have to look for his shot first. If it's one of those nights where Uber is hitting shots, which will come, I promise you guys, (laughs) (laughs) or like, you know, like Wiggins is feeling it or Wiseman's feeling it. Wiseman wasn't good tonight. Um, You know, and these things happen. Then yes, he can, he can shift from first, he can shift from fifth gear going downhill aggressive playing in second gear and letting those guys get going but i think he's got to do it the way that harden dame and those guys do which is more like i'm gonna force the issue and then if my guy and then get my guys going and then as they get going i will pull off of the gas see the difference between that and russell westbrook is russ never pulled off the gas russ russ is too dumb to realize that like if a guy's hitting a shot like i should stop doing this right like I'm not worried about Steph being able to exactly. read the game. I'm not worried about him being able to read the game. I need him to just force the game. And I think he's played on a certain team for too long that – It's muscle memory. Yeah, it's, it's muscle just, memory. It's just, it's give instinct. him a little time. Like you could see yeah, – That's in the, fair. I, I like the second half of, ten, of the Chicago game because it, it, it was – Steph finally realizing like enough of this BS. I got to just get to the hole repeatedly until good things happen.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a very fair point. I think it's it's something that we've brought up for years, but I think Steph has actually, not, not actually ever cared about that, like to the extent that he's ever going to change, right? I think now is where he's going to start to actually think about it and make a change, and that's going to happen. Like if you've been doing it for the last six years, it's not something that you're going to change within three games. Um, so you're right. I agree with that. I mean, you, also- see, you just see it in his body language, where
3: he passes it to someone and cuts, and they don't find him, and he's like, how do you guys not see this? How like he's almost confused by how dumb they are on some
1: level. So I mean, it's it's, it's it just it takes time. Is all I, I get, Well, I it takes time. I think for Steph to change the way he's going to play. I think it's never going to change the way that Uber and Wiggins and, and Pasco are going to play. Sure. Wiseman, the book is out on him. I think he can get there. We don't know if he's a high IQ player or not yet. We just know that he's insanely talented, but he's also pretty useless on defense right now. He's so slow. Um, But let's get into some rotation stuff because I want to talk to you about the bench and and who Steve Kerr is playing before we get to that. Bet online. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. Uh, The MLB also is coming back. Sam, Blake Snell just got traded to the San Diego Padres. So... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Jeff Passon. So maybe I'll throw some money on the Padres and winning the World Series because Blake Snell won't be taken out for no reason in the uh, in the fifth inning this World Series. Uh, so you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in. Every possible awesome chance to win the season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in under season opening bonuses today. And start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Hit the to bet online today. Uh, take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire, betonline.ag. BlueWire, all one word, betonline, your online sports book experts. All right, you know what's coming next. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long term contracts. Right now, Indeed's new way of matching with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see and fast We'll see it in fast Jeez, Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit. Indy.com slash BlueWire. Best offer available anywhere. Indy.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid due December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. I think
3: people need to give you and I a pass when it comes to reads because we're both English second language. So <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just point, a fact. It might be third. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, I have the same issues with the reads. I don't know how else to put it. It's it's just like
1: uh, I'm also like re- I'm also like reading Sam's text at the same time I'm doing the reads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's do that. let's move this forward. Okay,
3: last time we potted, um, you know, was uh, premium. So the non-premium listeners didn't hear, but we've now had three games of James Wiseman. How are you feeling
1: about, I'm sorry, Weissman? How are you feeling about a rookie? I heard it's actually Weissman now. So until we actually figure everyone's, out.
3: Yeah, I don't, I mean, everyone's I'll, got I'll, a call him, different I'll call him whatever he wants, but it, I, every day there's a new, like the official pronunciation is this. I'm like, I just I, I, just want to show respect to people's names. Tell me how to pronounce it.
1: As someone that's name is, is Sam, but not actually pronounced Sam as Fendiari. Yes, <laughs> I respect that. Uh, maybe maybe he can tell us how to pronounce his name is Mandarin. I'll, I'll figure that out. Um, love it. I, I think that Wiseman has a chance to be. I don't think he's that talented as like um, offensively AD. as like DeAndre Ayton. I'm not even going AD because like AD is like like MVP. Maybe like sure. second tier MVP stratosphere. So yeah. I won't go that high. But it's like I think he's got the size and the feel of uh Con- Anthony Towns. Right? right, like he can move the same way. Uh, which is also cool because towns never gets hurt. So I hope the same way, knock on wood for Wiseman. Um, and then he has that like same like, but then he was also a little bit weird defensively where he seems a little stiff, Sam. So I don't know, you're going to have to correct me on this if you don't see it that way, but he seems a little stiffer than I had hoped. Maybe like someone similar to like a uh, Gobert or Go- Gobert. I guess that, but like Aiden doesn't really move that well. So I'm hoping like maybe if Wiseman can figure out a little bit quicker what he needs to do or where he needs to be. That's going to be better, but he's just a little slow right now. But, I mean, he's 18. Um, With no camp. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm willing to give him a pass on defense. Um, the, but, yes,
3: the, I'm, I'm seeing the same thing as you. Does he move like Anthony Davis?
1: No. Yeah, just nobody like does.
3: Yeah, so I think he um, – I do get why people like Vicini and uh, KOC, who we've had on the pod, said they think he'll be a really good rim protector but they're not convinced he can switch yes i agree now i can see that now i do see that i'm not ready to go there because he's 19 um but i can see end of the day he's so like it, it was very clear with anthony davis like just give him time because he can physically do everything in terms of switch he had like the um the flexibility and the dexterity to be that kind of guy with, with Wiseman, it's very clear he'll be able to protect the rim whenever the game slows down for him. I don't know if he'll be able to switch, but I'm not willing to write it off. I just don't
1: think it's a given either. Here's, here's the thing I think he can might be able to do. He might be able to average like 28 points a a season. Like I think he, or a game like he has the, he had, he had a, he had a uh, right shoulder lefty kind of like half hook. That like all big yeah, practice, he's, but, more, like, you he's a little more skilled than I thought, yeah yeah, way more, like he has that shot, he can handle, he can take it to the hole like if he takes two dribbles, I'm not petrified, like every time I see kevon Looney touch the ball, I'm petrified, so he takes two dribbles, I think he's great, he can probably move it up the move it up the court too. uh that three we saw right, he made another one today, Sam, right, he His has like, jumped ball a couple shots he's yeah, gonna but, he's
3: gonna eventually. Um, get cold from the three from three point range, but like I've seen enough of his jump shot to be like, I think he can shoot yeah. the ball. I think he can shoot the ball. And if you're telling me you have a seven one big man who can run the floor with the best of them, protect the rim and shoot, I don't know. Like it's possible Patrick Williams becomes a better player in five years, but it's very hard to see a world in which we're upset that they took Wiseman. Like it's very hard to see a world in which he's a bad player. You
1: know I think what I'm saying? yeah, and I but I, I think the the
3: um, and and by the way, I'm not saying Patrick Williams would be better than him. I'm just saying like you know, maybe some weird things happen and someone ends up a little better than him. But like at no point will you be like, oh man, they took Darko instead
1: of <laughs> you know. Uh, no, not a
3: chance. Wait or something,
1: right? <laughs> because I think this draft, I mean, to give you the game draft a little bit so far, I think a lot of these guys are are, are going to be like winning role players. It's kind of cliche, but I think that's what all these guys are good. Good players, yes. but like maybe not guys you build around. Yeah, I think I think even Anthony Edwards is in that group for me. Where it's like I think these guys are going to be very fantastic role guys that'll win a lot of games or be on a lot of winning teams, if not on the current like team. Isaac
3: Okoro like like screams that. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, like all the, like I watched Talib Halliburton, and I'm just like, dude, this guy is going to be a sixth man on so many winning teams. Watching, like close games. You're watching him. And you're like, you guys want Ubre for him? Yeah, it's like, oh, I mean, right now, yes, absolutely. Like, like I'm not even close. Like, forget even about the money. If you tell me that you can get them both on a rookie scale, like I'll I'll stay How
3: much is Steph watching Halliburton be like, that guy, I would love to play with that guy because he can see
1: the court. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he, no,
1: it's like he, he can, he's smart. He can shoot a shot. He, like, he's fantastic defensively. is like, not fantastic. He just tries really hard defensively. Anyway, we're not talking about Halliburton. Um, but, like, that's classic guy like that, right? I was, I'm, like, looking at him, like, if the Suns had drafted him, that would have been nice. Um, but in a redraft right now, like, you probably have to take Wiseman at one. But I think the true potential, the true ceiling is, like, the dude might average 25, 28. Like, like that's a lot of points that the guy might be able let's to Let's talk
3: about him versus uh, Aiton. That was really interesting that you brought Aiton up because Aiton was the last big to go as high in the draft. Um, And he's another guy who's just a physical freak. Yep. So I'm trying to think about it, and I'm watching this, and I'm thinking Aiton's a better athlete. Yes. Just at least taller. Is he taller? I think he's just better off his feet a little bit. But um, I I think Wiseman is a better basketball player than I saw Aiton be – his first year or so in the league, like in just terms of feel, in terms of skill set, I think Wiseman has. A, Aiton couldn't shoot, and Aiton really had no feel on defense. Now, Wiseman looks like a rookie on defense, but some of the blocks and stuff he comes up with on defense, I don't think Aiton's averaged a block a game. Wiseman's going to end his rookie year with averaging over a block a game. Not the greatest metric to say a guy can defend, but like
1: end of the day, good defenders get blocks. He also, I think Wiseman is also someone that may want to be good defensively versus do you get the feeling that DeAndre Aiton wants to be good defensively? No, yeah, you're right. I With
3: Aiton, I get the feel that defense is something he has to do but doesn't want to do.
1: With Wiseman, it's the opposite. Yeah, the Andrew Wiggins of centers. Uh, I think Aiden is maybe in the in the town's realm where he's. And just like a much less talented town's realm where he's just going to be average. Like he's going to average empty hollow double doubles for the rest of his career. Like he might even have like a 2010s couple 2010 seasons, like Kevin love. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, he's putting up big numbers on teams, but I don't, I don't know. Although the Suns are going to be good this year. We'll see. I think with Wiseman is damn, he really does seem like he's got the mindset to be really good and, and really good on defense and also give a shit about defense where a lot of times with these big men uh, in order to stay on the floor. It's like, you're going to get attacked, right? Like, really, Gobert almost can't stay on the floor in the postseason. Almost can't. And it's because of defense, and he's a defensive player of the year guy. Um, although, I guess, without Steph, that doesn't matter as much. And they go, Jokic is so elite on offense that he stays on the floor, even though his defense is terrible. I think Wiseman probably threads the needle between those two guys. Like, he won't be as good as Jokic on offense. He maybe won't be as good. As, maybe won't be as good as Gobert, Sam. Maybe he will be just as good as Gobert on defense. Um, but I think that's what will allow him to stay on the court. Versus someone like I think with DeAndre Aiden, where I don't think he's good enough on offense or defense. He doesn't shoot threes, like he said. He's not good defensively. He won't stay on the court ever, even in a playoff series. Well, yeah, good enough to win. And I,
3: don't, and I don't feel confident that his defense will come around. But nope. yeah, I mean, taking it back to Wiseman, I do feel pretty good about the pick and where he's going. And look, it's clearly going to be a rough few weeks. Um, it's going to at least be fun to watch him play. Uh, did not look good against the Bulls but may have been their best player <laughs> against the Bucks.
1: So, uh that's that's a lot for a rookie, right? Yeah, that that's a lot. Um let's let's move it a, a little bit. How, what did you think about Damian Lee? Um Jordan Poole rotation, Eric Pasco off the bench. W- w- I was frustrated a little bit with with Jordan Poole getting minutes, but he kind of looked better in the second half. Like where's J- where's Camp more? Sam, what Sam Source is saying, I don't know why he's not playing. I'd play him over Jordan Poole. I maybe even give him the Nizza for make automation. Sh-
3: I think they're desperate for shooting. Yeah. And this is kind of why I was, Oof. this is kind of why on the preseason preview, I was like, they're making trades because they're just redundant. I like Bazemore. I think he can help them. But do you really need Bazemore out there with Ubre and Wiggins? You know what I'm saying? Like they need someone to shoot tonight. Currently, Damian Lee has the hot hand. Uh, it might be Michael Mulder with the hot hand soon, right? Michael Mulder had a terrible game today, in my opinion. Um, it, terrible it might be a stretch, but <sighs> not good. He, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't shooting at the level he needed to shoot to stay on the floor uh, because he's not as good at everything else. And um, you know, Jordan Poole still isn't shooting it with the proficiency you want. So I'm just wondering where, where, where. Bazemore fits in at this
1: point. I would play Jordan Poole made a couple of shots today, made a couple threes. I think Ken Bazemore is just as good shooting those threes as Jordan Poole. Like I don't think there's a market. Like I don't think there's a market difference between the two. And I think Jordan Poole is just also not that. He's not a good basketball player. <laughs> like he just doesn't do enough for me. Too um, slow. either like, defensively I, I mean, or also, I offensively. I don't
3: know how else to put it. His shots slow. He plays slow.
1: Yeah. Like, he, it's not worse. Kent Bazemore at least plays fast. He's also not a smart player, but he's a better player than Jordan Poole. I'm trying to look up Jordan Poole's minutes today, Sam. He played 13 minutes, minus 10. It's a lot of minutes, man. Three for seven, two for six from three, had a floater, and, and, two, and two above the break threes, one assist, two rebounds, right? And if you watch him play, like, there's just nothing he's doing. At least Kent Bazemore is going to bother someone defensively. Like, that's one of the reasons why they brought him in, right, length. Um, he's like in that Kelly Oubre style where he's just going to play hard, might not make the right play, but he'll make some plays. Well, I don't think Jordan Poole is just, he's not making any plays, right? Uh, I think I think Jordan Poole is also, what, a 30% three-point shooter where it has Ken Bazemore? Probably in the same range, 30, 35%. I don't understand why he's not getting any run, if, especially if they're running in rotation that is 11 deep right now. <laughs> 11 deep, it doesn't make sense. To me, it reeks of the Alan Smiley-Geach uh, thing, where it's just they're playing him because they drafted him. He's on the team because they drafted him. It's the only reason why he's playing, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Brad Wanamaker, I'm with you. A little more shooting. He's still good defensively, so he probably should get those minutes. Michael Motor, you kind of have to play just because wannamaker like can At least
3: Wanamaker can do a couple things.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I think I my gripe for steals is more pool. My gripe is more pool. It's just get him off the court. Get more in there. You got him in for a reason, even if it's a vet min. The guy play.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're right. They're playing Jordan Poole because they drafted him because they need him to be good. But right now, he's not good. So, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. It's it's a little complicated. Um, It gets to my bigger issue with the front office, which is I don't know if they know how to evaluate talent, but that's another podcast. We're not going to get into that tonight. I promised I wouldn't get into that tonight. So, Well, um Let's move this forward. We have some questions here. Let's do some questions and then get our thoughts on what we're seeing around the league, and we'll go from there.
1: Ooh, okay. Yep. I got some. All
3: right. From Bobby Peru, what would it take for Kurt to be on the coaching hot seat, i.e., like potentially get fired?
1: <laughs> He's not going to be on the coaching hot seat. What would it take? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, he's not going to be on the coaching hot seat. I, he's not, he's not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to uh, entertain that question, Sam, unless you want to. We have
3: actually had a second question from DS 3000, which was if it's clear Kirk can't adjust coaching style to the Warriors at least need to get someone in the front office who represents his interest to get, uh, to get the players golden State gets? seems like that might've been Schlank's role basically saying, you know, Okay,
1: so so maybe maybe this one's maybe this one's okay. So there there may be maybe a disconnect between what Steve Kerr wants as players, versus what front office and Bob Myers wants. I think that's fair. Yeah, I also
3: think that they sometimes you know beggars can't be choosers. It's easy to pick the players you want when you have cap space. Sometimes when you don't have cap space, you just have to take good players and hope your coach is creative enough to figure out a system to make it work, even though it doesn't fit together all the best. So while I do think the front office has made some mistakes, notably like literally every draft pick, not named Wiseman, but um, you know, it's kind of got to be both ways on that front, right? Like you can't be so married to, I only coach this type of player. You also as a front office have to do better at finding guys who can clearly play in the NBA.
1: Neither of them are going to be on the hot seat because Steve Kerr is on like a $50 million a year contract for the next five years. Uh, And he's also a good coach and the front office is Kirk Lacob. So last time I checked father is not firing, firing his son. So nobody's leaving. They're going to be there. (laughs) The problem is how they work together moving forward. Like you said, Um, and the toxic stuff is playing Jordan Poole because he was drafted in the first round. It's drafting Alan Smile Geach and giving him a roster smart. And now, because Marquise Chris got hurt, how are you gonna sign Dwayne Denman, Sam? We even get into that. How are they gonna get a big now? How, what's gonna happen? Do you need to cut Michael Mulder? Do you need to cut someone that's actually good? Because you need that trash <laughs> player on the on the on the end of the bench. doesn't make any sense, right? Like that's the small stuff. But it it speaks to the larger problem that the Warriors may have, where it's like, I'm I'm literally, literally watching. Oh my God, I can pull up any box score. Literally, I'm going to pull up a box score here, Sam. I'm not even, I'm not even, (laughs) I'm just going to pull up the Hornets. I'm pulling up the Hornets right now. And I'm looking at Devontae Graham. Right. Who the Warriors passed
3: on for the, Jacob Evans, by the way. Yes,
1: yes. He was Devontae Graham, who was, like, not a touted player, and he was fantastic last season. Remember that? He's he still goes fantastic. Three, he's yeah. still fan, Like, he's a shooter, played 35 minutes tonight. 5 for 15 from field goal, 3 for 9 from 3, plus 14, 13 points. And just the random guys on a shit franchise, like the Hornets, can find a guy like that. Meanwhile, we're stuck watching... <laughs> we're, like, we're stuck watching Michael Mulder play minutes because that's the only guy that the Warriors can get that can shoot a shot, so. I don't know know how we got on this tangent, but
3: (laughs) yeah, so it's a good one. Okay. From BK Kraus. Now based on the first two games and overall reactions to the play
1: on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel about the Wiseman pick right now and why? Oh yeah. We talked about this one a little bit earlier. We talked to Wiseman. I would say 10 out of 10. um, They're exceeded all expectations. I think the only bad thing that you can say is defense and that's fine. That's what we expected. It's the shooting, though, that I think takes him into the the, the next level. Yeah, none because of
3: this ma- none of this matters if he doesn't have a shooting touch. Yep, like I'm just like, gonna he be can honest.
1: Sh- like if you can finish around the room, great. Like amazing, right? Like cool. So every, can, every so good can a lot big, of things. Yeah. yeah. Every good big can. Except do for Looney, even yeah, even Bismack biombo Now, now I just got Hornets names on my mind, and actually Bismack Biombo has no touch, so I don't know why I said that. Um, but like, you know what I mean, right? Like, so if he can have like a. Uh, a Serge Ibaka shot, right? Like if he's shooting a Serge Ibaka-like shot from three and then he has the handle and he's one with a 9'6 standing reach, right? Who's blocking this? Who's stopping him going to the rim? And then if he's as good defensively Ibaka, I'm like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> what is this? Um, this is, exactly. This- yeah. I mean, it's exactly
3: what you want. So I'm happy with it too. The shooting is really what's getting me excited here because I felt pretty confident he'd be able to finish inside. And over time, I think he'll be a rim protector. But if he was just going to be a guy who finished inside and protected the rim, I was going to be pretty unexcited with that pick. The fact that I truly believe he can shoot the ball, that's very exciting. That makes him a much more impactful player. And when the Warriors should maybe not trade, uh, unless they get back like Giannis or something. So,
1: um, all right, moving wow. on to...
3: Wow. Would you trade for Ben Simmons? Yeah, no comment. Um <laughs> let's see here. All right. James Harden. Why did the dubs decide to trade for Ubre over Rubio? Rubio's a better player on both ends. What? But seems the Warriors want Ubre thinking they could develop him, even though they haven't showed ability to do that in
1: years. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair.
3: Um age. If they were going to take a flyer on a guy, they'd rather take the 24, 25-year-old and the 30-year-old. Um, he's a wing. They'd rather have the wing than another point guard. I do get the idea that we get, that Rubio would help them more this year, but they're, for better or worse, married to their process at this point.
1: If Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are playing right now, would they rather have traded for Rubio or Rubri?
3: I think Rubri. I still think – I like, do you really need – Rubio helps them a lot if Draymond's not there. If Draymond's there, do you really want Rubio
1: and Draymond together? (sighs) Ricky, Jared, Jack, Rubio. Let's go on to the next one. (laughs) All right.
3: Mm. Let's see here. What player's assets are most likely to put on the table on deals? Pascal, Looney
1: who wants Pascal who wants Looney? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> is, it's is the, the better question. Yeah. This is a tough thing for the Warriors. I don't know that there's
3: an appetite for their players right now. Like you can, it can get very dark here, but like, if you go through the roster, I'm not sure there's a lot of players that teams want other than Steph or Wiseman. Steph obviously is one of the best players in the league. Wiseman is now one of the most promising young players in the league beyond that everyone is kind of a question mark, right? Like Ubre has value because he's an expiring because you can take a gamble on him and then negotiate your own deal. But everyone else, like, I don't know. Like who's like, oh, I got to get Jordan Poole in my system. Who's, <laughs> who's dying here? Like, uh, you know what we need? We're missing an Eric Pascal.
1: We are missing an Eric Pascal. Yeah, I think there's a uh, – I mean, I, I also think there's – you know, we're gonna get into kind of league observations, but I'm I'm looking at the San Antonio Spurs and I I'm enjoying their rebuild. I think they had a couple of years where they messed up and they're trying to
3: they didn't really play there was a
1: little stubbornness there from Pop, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And now, Sam, look at this roster. You got Derek White at 6'4 point guard can shoot. You got Lonnie Walker, 6'5, 22. Devin Vassell, who's gonna be the next Danny Green, 6'7, 20 years old, right? DeJounte Murray, 6'5, Steals Monster, 24 years old. Like right? Keldon Johnson, 6'6, 21, starting shooting guard. Like you look at those guys, and I'm like, yeah, they're not going none of those are gonna be Steph Curry. But those five guys, probably right there, are the best five guys after Steph on those two rosters. I mean, I guess you could put Wiseman in that role. maybe even at two, right? But you look at the way they've now built out that roster. So that's a lot of shooting and defensive versatility on I think a franchise that realized, yeah, shit, we gotta we gotta figure this out and develop this because we can't we can't move forward and try to do the same thing with Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge and, and DeMar DeRozan Yeah, Lamarcus and isn't
3: gonna be Tim Duncan. And yeah. and
1: yeah we we don't just we can't just pretend we got Timmy and Manu and you know run it so, back. So the, I think the Warriors need to get there where they don't have anything right now. Nobody wants those guys. Don't don't be like the Giants. Nobody wants Kevin Franzen. Nobody wants <laughs> I don't know why nobody I don't know why Joe Panic Joe panic, show panic. Well, he was an all-star actually. So, but it like wasn't good though. Right. Hey, come on, come on, come um, on. <laughs> but you got, you got you got to get guys. You got to develop them. And, and I'm looking at these names right here, and none of these guys were lottery picks. None of these guys that I named. Well, I guess Vizelle. I guess <laughs> I don't even know if Vizelle was lottery. But it's like none of these guys were there. That 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 like at, they're all in the 20s. So that's what the Warriors have to do because they got stubborn in their ways. Um, And hopefully they figure that out how in the next five years.
3: Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's pivot this to um, league as a whole. I want to end here. What are your opening week thoughts? We are officially a week into the
1: NBA season. I want some takes. Mm. I'm going to do some takes off of what I thought I was right, Sam. I was right. The middle of the, the middle, the second tier of the West after the Lakers, not very good.
3: Not as uh, good you, as you're people take, were saying. You're taking a victory lap because the Clippers just look terrible on a Sunday.
1: Uh, I, should, I, I should probably blow the Lippers, Lakers and the Clippers issue. I should do. I should do Lakers tier one, Clippers tier two, one point five. Tier yeah, one point five ish, and then everybody else tier two, right? Um, in in that tier two, I would say like um Suns, Jazz, Blazers, Mavs, Nuggets. Like, I would say none of those guys looked that impressive. Uh, in a way that people were saying oh, the Blazers are, could win the Western Conference or the Nuggets are going to take a leap. I mean, the Nuggets look like – I mean, I don't yeah, – Michael Porter Jr. having my fantasy team, fantastic upside and potential, but he's not a winning player right now. Like, I, he's not putting them over the hump anytime soon. Um, Phoenix Suns, they're fine. Like, they have some cool guys. But, like, none of these guys – I will say that's my impression in week one, Sam, is that none of these guys – are that scary, which makes it even worse that the Warriors look so bad? Because if they had looked somewhat decent, then it would have been a fun conversation to have about the Warriors being in that tier. But they're not, not right now. I will
3: say, my thought on those teams is they can just shoot the ball. They shoot the ball better than the Warriors. And <laughs> who doesn't? I think friend of the show, Marcus Thompson, wrote a piece, which I thought was excellent, where he said the Warriors don't really value shooting. And to me, that's where your real giantcy mistake is. So it's like the entire league is looking for shooting because the ultimate thing that matters is spacing. You get spacing, everything gets easy. Literally, imagine what Steph could do if you put P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and a few guys who can hit threes around him. No one's guarding Steph one-on-one. The issue with Steph is he drives three defenders to him, Right. So if you put shooters around him, it, we know it's unguardable. We saw him with Clay Thompson. It's unguardable. We saw with Klay Thompson and KD. People called it unfair, you know, like, <laughs> and, and now you're just putting stuff around dudes who can't shoot the ball. So what I see is a league that's not moving in the direction Steve Kerr wants it to move. It's moving in the opposite direction, which is more spacing, more shooting. And, We need to maybe reevaluate what we think, like you you just talked about the Spurs. The Spurs have a bunch of wings who can get after you defensively and hit open shots, which I think is what the warriors need to start focusing on more than what they have been, which is trying to find intricate, like cutesy stuff. And that's kind of where I'm at with them. Well, it's like,
1: it's like the, it's like the relative ability to find these players too. It's, in order to find a player smart as andre gadala 5% chance maybe right in order to find 1%. a shooter 1% chance no i should be i should be more specific to find a player that is 75% of andre gadala's iq 5% 10 percent right. right to find a player that can shoot as well as clay thompson that's it just shoot as well as clay thompson i mean like 75% of Clay Thompson, I should say. So like maybe a 37% three-point shooter. I mean, right? Like you could probably get that guy off the street if you're smart, but the Warriors are saying, well, let, let me, let me take that 10% jet stab instead. Let me, let me <laughs> take that stab and try to get that guy. Whereas, or uh, like you just said, like the Spurs or, or any of these teams, the nuggets are saying, I don't know, let's just take the, let's just take the easy pick. Let's just get Monte Morris. I'm just throwing random names out at this point. But let's just get a guy that can shoot 30% and we'll just figure out the rest from there. And the Warriors are saying, yeah, 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 forget that. Let's just get fucking Alfonso McKinney or whatever the hell that they do nowadays. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you what's your – how about your trend? Yeah, I threw one out there. How about yours? Well, I said, I said shooting matters more than ever. Okay. That was okay. mine.
3: My second one is – Give me a hot one. Give me a hot one. I don't know, what is my hottest one right now? I was gonna say the Clippers look better, but they completely embarrassed themselves today. I so, know, I know, I had that too. But po-
1: you know, you I guess I'll tie
3: out. into my shooting one. I think variance is going to be bigger as things go on. Like literally, this league is more shooting heavy than ever. So I'm going to lean into my take, which is I think shooting matters more than it did three years ago. I think the irony of the Warriors is they made shooting popular and they're bad at it now. Uh, I think it's not ending like literally tonight sunday night we watched the Warriors win a game cuz Damian Lee hit a shot this league is not trending more in the direction of like back cuts and like subtle brush screens it's trending more in the direction of shooting wow. so you can you know you can lament it or you can lean into it and be like we're going to shoot the ball and i'm going to
1: slowly teach these guys to do things other than shoot greg Popovich once said after his kind of era of Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson had kind of fallen by the wayside, that he had to adjust this game and he hated the way they played basketball when right. they won the title over the Cavs and LeBron. No, the Heat and the, I don't, I can't keep up how many fucking teams LeBron plays for. And every fucking <laughs> team, different team every fucking year. But he couldn't figure out, like he hated it. Right, he despised the amount of threes that they shot on their way to playing the Heat twice in the NBA Finals. But guess what? He did it. And that finals performance, that second one, was one of the greatest that like we've ever seen, wasn't it? Like outside of like the Warriors right 20 2017 performance, like it was one of the greatest thing we've ever like, they couldn't miss it was beautiful basketball. But Pop hated it. And I think Steve Kerr is probably in the same way. He probably hates the amount of threes that they shoot. But guess what, guy? You're gonna have to figure like that's that you're just gonna have to do it. Like, yeah, if, you know what? If you put Igadala Livingston on the team right now with Draymond and Clay. Yeah. They'll be the best team in the league again. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, and you can't find those guys again. Um, So I'm with you. Uh, Maybe the take that I have, maybe it's not a hot take, but I was very incorrect about this as I thought the, the bucks were going to win the title. I could still be right week one, but as it stands right now, I mean, KD and LeBron in the final, is going to be pretty sweet. <laughs> Kyrie Kyrie against AD in the final is going to be pretty sweet, right? Uh, I think Brooklyn has the firepower and the talent. to. I think the Lakers played a lot of teams last season that didn't have firepower like they did. And you're talking about the Nets. I think they can score will, man. Like, they can drop 140 on you. Um, that, that's if KD and Kyrie are healthy, right? Like, like, Kyrie looks healthy, but I don't know when the last time was he played a full season. So, but yeah, as it stands, man, that'd be a great matchup. Absolutely. And Katie's that good.
3: So we'll we'll see where they go. But we'll leave it there. We'll be back midweek. Hopefully, yep. After the Detroit game they'll look a little better. Bye, <laughs> right, brother.